There are some geniuses creating content in this world. They just, the television systems have gotten so much better. Verbal tap fans, fighting is a lot more fun outside the cage sometimes, too. We have on the line host of a prehistoric docuseries coming to a history channel near you. Get to the part where you say it is me. From the Boneyard with George and St. Pierre, we have GSV on the line. GSV, how are you doing this evening? Very well. Uh, that introduction took uh, almost too long. Almost as long as it has been since I have been in a cage. Yes, no? <laughs> well, not quite. I thought it was a little punchier, but to your point, I'll, I'll work on it. I mean, you're going to be used to a whole different caliber of talent now. Are you just positively giddy about this? Oh, so giddy. One thing you do not know about GSP is that he loves the dinos. I didn't know that, and I'm starting to learn more about that and your passion for science. Oh, Go on. yeah. It's very difficult for GSP to find a woman uh, to talk to because women brain, you know, small. <laughs> yeah. Men yeah. brain, very big for science. <laughs> yes. And uh, a lot of my friends are nerds. And uh, you would not suppose that with GSP. You would think they all are fighters. But, like, when you hang out with Rory McDonald, woof. No, yes. thank you, Rory. You stay at home. GSP, go play Dungeons and Dragons. Fighters are world-renowned for being the coolest guys uh, out there. I do find it odd, GSP, that you've been keeping this passion for the prehistoric dinosaur era from us. Oh, no, uh, no. This is, GSP is very outside with it. He is very out and proud about it. Uh, ask me a question about the Jurassic period. What year did it start? It started in the Jurassic period. It started pre-Jurassic Park. So it's before uh, Steven Spielberg had dinosaur yeah. show up in uh, with uh, John Hammond. Great movie. Uh, and then I know I think it is Richard Hammond. I don't know. It's hard to remember. GSP knows difference between uh, documentary and uh, feature film. And that was a great documentary. And it was. And then there's the like a little DNA guy that likes. He yeah, like dances I, on screen. And I was like, oh, GSP's favorite character. No problem. Be careful getting too into that. I don't think the History Channel owns the rights to that story when you start the show. What is the show going to be? Is it just... Uh, Can I you... tell you something, Kevin Phillips? Yeah. Did you know the Tyrannosaurus Rex had feathers on it? No. No, I didn't. Feathers. You know, like uh, the feathers you tickle your fancy uh, non-existent girlfriend who does not like the yes. science. <laughs> yes, I do know about... Sure. Yeah, the feathers. Well... It's. GSP. Let me tell you what the show is going to be about while you bumble into your next question. You befuddled me with that last one. I of wasn't course, ready for you to go. GSP feathers. is very elusive. Don't forget, GSP is very sneaky. That's part of GSP game. Uh, no, the show is going to be about me going to find uh, the dinos and uh, talking with people and saying, like, oh, is this a bone? And they'll be <laughs> like, yes. And I'll be like, oh, my God, tell me more about this bone. Can I just say I'm, I'll, I'll DVR it early. I'm already in. I'll be watching. I can't believe we only have two guaranteed half hours. I, I think nothing short of six seasons if, if it all goes according well, to. Can I tell you a very big secret? Please. All right. Here's what's going to happen. We are going to look for the largest creatures to ever walk the earth. Oh, shit. Okay. And, and I can tell you all this to your, your listeners. There is going to be a top secret Triceratops burial ground. What oh. other show has that except for two broke girls? I, I can't name a third. I definitely can't name a third one. And hey. I can tell you this. One last thing. One last GSP uh, truth prom. You haven't, you haven't really let me ask a single question. Because so go GSP it. loves the dinos so much. And I can tell you are not a man of science. Fair. All right. I am going to go to the swamps of Alabama to come face-to-face -face with a living dinosaur. Now, ask me why there would be a dinosaur in Alabama. Why would there be a living dinosaur in Alabama? Because those people live in the Stone Age. Have you seen their laws? <laughs> yes, no? Oh, gee, uh, I forget. Sometimes I forget Canadians can make jokes. Ah, uh, that's you fine. Set me up. They can marry their cousin if they don't like that joke. I was expecting, like, an alligator thing going on there. Uh, last que only question for me. Best mixed martial arts fighting dinosaur. 
Oh, you would like to say Tyrannosaurus Rex because he could never get on bar, you know? Yeah. Uh, shoot, yeah. very bad though. Uh, his sprawl, not so good. All those big ass legs. I would probably have to say uh, GSP has always considered himself to be a rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. Is that a dinosaur? Sure. Okay, that one then. It's got a horn. Yeah, that one. Or I would say I'm more like a pterodactyl because I fly all over the place and I look at people and I go, you are my prey. GSP, attack you now. And then like, <laughs> I fly away before I can take any damage. Well, the show is called The Boneyard with George's St. Pierre. Two half-hour specials at least coming to History Channel in Canada. Congratulations. We're well, just thank so you excited. very much. And if you yeah. guys have not seen picture of GSP next to Dino Bones, go to uh, Georgia St. Pierre on uh, your local Instagram and look up uh, my pictures from seven months ago. There's no way it's Dino Bones. It's Dino or, Bones. <laughs> GSP, thank you so much for swinging by the podcast and talking to us about your new greenlit pilot. That's right. Thank you very much for listening to GSP, and uh, you're welcome. And ole, 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 ole. Verbal. Finding Dino Bones with GSP. Uh, that should be the Verbal Tap fans, former UFC champ, Georgia St. Pierre. We're going to bring... I can't believe I didn't have Raph on, who's kind of the Hollywood guy on this podcast, uh, in part because he works and lives in it, but also in part because you love it. Raph, GSP, star of the Boneyard. Is he gone? He's gone. Okay. Obviously, you know, I had to cut don't, him out. Don't say obviously. his contract. It's just weird. Sometimes he does surprise. I actually didn't think he was dropping in for the start of the show. He was supposed to come in uh, in an hour. But, you know, when he calls, he calls. The reason why I asked if he was gone, and I I need to be very honest with you. Because you just want to scream yes for 20 minutes about this show? No, I want to tell you, I think this is the worst show idea ever. What? (laughs) Why? Because it's GSP going dinosaur hunting and... Raffy's really into science. He's Let's, he's into it. He's been into it. He joins up with Chris Pratt and runs away from a giant <laughs> dinosaur. That I Chris don't know Pratt that I'm super good at interested. This. Yeah, I, I'm, you've started to pitch something I also find interesting. That's not bad. I'm really excited about GSP working with the History Channel. Uh, and, you know, that's just apparently the History Channel loves UFC fighters. Because I could just imagine Chris Pratt just being like, Oh, GSP, I can't believe you're here at Jurassic World, the second part of the movie. Oh, man, this is so great. And then, you know, you have GSP running away that's like, it's coming closer to us, you know? Hey, producers of the last Jurassic Park, maybe instead of that brontosaurus genocide scene, you could take Raph's suggestion and had a really cool cameo from GSP where he comes out and just like punches a raptor. (laughs) You know, before the raptor goes into another building, accesses through a security code, and murders someone in cold blood. Oh, God. That movie gave me nightmares. There's a lot of close-up death cam murder. (laughs) You know how many people are murdered looking into a webcam if you just cut scenes from that with that movie unfriended people would not know the difference i would say dinosaur genocide if you're gonna trust any director with that steven spielberg is the way to go people you know exactly what scene i'm talking about of too. course i know what you're talking about i just went through and was like yeah genocide there it is but i was unfortunately kind of bored through that movie where i was oh, watching it I, and i just said oh is this happening where are they now uh, sure that's that's how you 30,000 people have died and CNN hasn't arrived yet. This is, this is great. Raph, wrestling singlet might leave? <laughs> Sometimes what, uh, Kevin okay, asks a question. I'm not sure if he knows it's a question or a statement, but yes. Read the thing about it, really disappointed. Right. As you know, I just watched all of the NCAA uh, what do they call it? I guess their final. It's not like March. Is it March Madness? I think they call it their pants too. That would be awesome. Their national championship. And it was awesome. And the singlets are great. And they're a part of history. <laughs> okay. Kev, you are very adamant about the singlet use. And Despite I have to ask why. only having worn one for maybe less than two total hours in my life. Okay. And, and I'm glad that you're able to admit that. Uh, was there anything you didn't like about wearing a singlet though? 
Nope. <laughs> Every part wow. of it. I think even people who have worn them, Kevin, who actually were good at the sport, I'm sure could come up with one thing. Like it highlighted the boys. Uh, everything was snug. You know, easy to get sweats on and off. It was great. Man. Uh, for those who are just kind of uh, trying to figure out what that alludes to, Kevin was a wrestler for how long again? A uh, season. Okay. Back in what year? <sighs> Hold on. I got to do a little math. Mm. Uh, lucky number 99. And what year of uh, education were you? I was a seventh grader. Okay. So Kevin's one season of wrestling in seventh grade is basically informing of his decision of how much he actually loves wearing a singlet. Yeah. It's pretty educated. It's going uh, back. Obviously. Uh, some people, and uh, we will say this, our good friend uh, Kiyoshi actually made uh, a very uh, interesting appeal to try and say why some people wouldn't be comfortable wearing a singlet. And, uh, you know, I never wrestled, so I never really – I don't have a, a dog in this fight. I don't really think either one way or another is bad or good, I guess. And you do have people like Kevin who are more of your traditionalists who are saying the singlet is part of the uniform. Well, to that, our good friend Kiyoshi was really trying to point out something that was saying – Something to the effect of uh, it would go well with anyone 90 kg and up, which he's using some weird scale for weight that I don't know. I was like, well, there's this problem right there. KGs. I don't know. Yeah. And he says some boys don't fit into a singlet very well. Girls will also appreciate this immensely. We'll see how they do with reversible colors because that will be a big problem if it's not thought out properly. So uh, to that, I say that's probably the most thought out well response that we could have gotten. Uh, except for maybe Tyler Basinger, who said, I want to see rash guards and spats. No shorts, just spats. <laughs> so we thank you, the Verbal Tap listeners. It's not wrong. There's a little part of the, you know, use the Valley Tudos. Yeah, have you ever done the, the spats without shorts, though? No, no, okay. no. The most daring I've got is spats with the Valley Tudos over. Yep, that sounds about right. So anyway, thank you very much, Tyler. You're... The person behind the memes that people make about that yeah. very thing. And it probably does make a little more sense now that I'm thinking about the logistics. I mean, I don't singlet know. Singlet optional? <laughs> I'm interested. Singlet optional is a very interesting uh, thing. Uh, I'm also in knowledge of the pro wrestling side, which is when you take off the singlet wrestling straps, you do become stronger. That is just science. So I don't know. I, I, I'm intrigued by this because I do want to hear uh, your guys' perspective on it. So our fans, if you want to hit up uh, us up at Verbal Tap Cast, feel free to go ahead and tell us what you guys think uh, because many of you have much I'm better curious. opinions on this because – you know, if it really was up to us, you know, wrestlers, Kevin, tell us what you think. I'm really, I really am curious about this. Because really, to me and Kevin, it's like, well, why aren't they wearing rash guards? And if you're really extrapolating it to Kevin, he also is making the spats argument for them. So, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd definitely, if somebody was like, I want to wear a rash guard and spats, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good. Underneath the singlet, then? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? And then for I don't the wrestlers, know, but I know what my grappling uniform will be from now on. Is part of the problem that they're going to be pissed that, like, all the muscles they work to define, they're not going to get a chance to show the guns? I, I can certainly see it being a factor. I don't know. These are these are just our initial thoughts, so let us know what you guys Once think. Once again, if you're someone out there with guns, uh, could you write into the podcast <laughs> let us know, is that a factor? Just It's always good to get the, the people's opinion. Misha is fighting Nunez at UFC 200, not Holly Holm. Yeah. Yeah, Misha's clearly, you know, ducking a fight again. So that's me <laughs> throwing a little jest because she had to release that she would absolutely fight Holly Holm and didn't turn down a fight. I just want everyone just always think about these things in a vacuum, right? You hear, oh, John Jones turns down a fight. The question has got to be why because John Jones doesn't do that. Same with Misha Tate. Misha doesn't turn fights down. Ever. John Jones woke up one morning and was like, yo, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm. I better get in my car and do some coke. Oh, OSP! No, not the seventh best person in my division. Yikes. Oh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so Misha Tate fought Ronda Rousey in her prime at way before Roadhouse, way before Fast Whatever or the Expendables, when that's all Ronda wanted to do was kill people in the cage. Misha was like, "I'll fight her a couple of times." 
<laughs> She'll fight anyone. I would like to stop you for a second because uh, saying the words fast whatever <laughs> literally told me that that's probably going to be the name of the final Fast and the Furious film. <laughs> fast, fast whatever. Fast. Who can remember at this point? Just, that's a good. Just it's Vin Diesel in a walker. <laughs> They said they're doing all the way to 10, folks, so one last trilogy to finalize the drama that is Fast and the Furious, so get excited for that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I mean, I'll say this for Misha. She definitely has taken on all takers. I do take her at her word. She will probably still face Holly Holm. Will she still have a title? That's a great question. A lot of people seem to think that Nunez Nunez. is going to be her first successful title defense, as one of our fans put on our fan page. It's an interesting theory, and yes, I do think logistically is an easier fight for her, but a lot of people were pissed. Like, why not Ronda? Why not Holly Holm? Uh, what do you think about that, though, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, those are fair, but they're trying to spur a little debate. Plus, let's all just temper our... Maybe this is also the UFC being like, there's a 50% chance one of them's going to get injured before the <laughs> next fight. Let's pat it. Let's get her Nunez in there. You know, Nunez is a great fighter. This will be some fun. I'm surprised you don't refer to her as Nunez. Nunez. The Nunes? The Nunes. Here she comes. Uh, she's got way too aggressive a hook for me to be getting cute with the nicknames, I think. Fair enough. I do feel that Misha will successfully defend here. And I wasn't that excited about this fight. And I tried to get excited. But hopefully maybe the week of, okay, great. I'll, I'll start to feel it. Because this is the UFC 200 card. And they're trying to stack this with as much stuff as they can. And they kept saying, I, you know, Dano did try to drop this bomb, which was when you hear this, you're going to be so fucking excited when we reveal what we're working on. And we haven't heard it yet. So is there another fight that's going to go up there? Because this is a title contention fight. So it has to be top of the card. Is it the co-main event? I don't know. Uh, maybe things change. Maybe there's something that will blow our mind. But I will tell you, when they announced Kat Zingano versus Juliana Pena, I said, I'm way more into that fight than I am your title fight. Okay. That's, uh, I, I'm kind of looking forward to both. I like these and I like what they're doing with the women's division. I'm actually, I'm in, I've bought in. I'm okay with it. I trust them. Wow. That feels weird. Wow. No, don't say that out loud again. Yeah. Uh, if you're one of those people out there that trust the UFC, write in and let us know what you think. <laughs> hey, UFC, here's my social security number. I just trust you now. Raph, New York has legalized MMA. We didn't talk about it because it was dumb, but we're happy for our friends over in New York. Congratulations, you now have mixed martial arts. You are the 50th state to do so. And <laughs> Congrats. You're lucky number 5-0. Yep. And uh, 50 out of 50 ain't bad, so congrats. Um, Kev, there was an opinion in the New York Times, and I thought sometimes Kevin doesn't read the things that we put up on the page. Now, I want you to answer honestly. Did you read this article? I did not. Okay. So every once in a while on the show, we like to do what we call uh, a live read with Kevin, and uh, Kevin just reads it. He's never seen it before. Uh, if he's looking at the link right now, he can get a little familiar with it, but we'd like to get his true feelings as he is reading it live to you all. Will every word be properly articulated? I can't promise you that, but the expressions and the feelings will be real. Now, Kevin, this was an editorial written in the New York times for an article. And if this doesn't tell you where we're heading, then woo, it's, uh, it's definitely going to get there. It's very subtly titled because okay. I brought the link up. Uh, just here it I, I Can I say the title? Please do. Let's give credit. Nicole Jalinas. The article is titled Say No to Fight Club, New York. <laughs> now, if that doesn't tell you exactly the kind of article that's going to get written here, um, well, good luck. But second of all, I thought the first rule about Fight Club is you just don't talk about it. Somebody broke the first rule of Fight Club, and it was Nicole Jolinas. So clearly, Nicole... The first rule to Fight Club is not say no to Fight Club. Right. Duh. So I think that means just inherently by the rule set forth by the movie Fight Club, if you're going to reference it in your title, uh, is that maybe this isn't Fight Club because we do actually talk about it, and it's kind of a sport. And every other sport has legalized it. So... 
you can screw off. Anyway, here's what we're going to say. Kevin's now going to go ahead and start reading uh, a couple passages. We don't want to bore you with everything. But, uh, Kevin, if you would so uh, graciously take us into Miss Galinas's article. Yeah, she starts hot. After last month's vote by the state assembly to approve mixed martial arts fighting, the bill only awaits signature by Governor Andrew M. Cuomo for New York State to join the rest of the country in permitting this form of professional combat. The governor should veto it. New York has been a lo- has long been a pioneer in protecting citizens' health and safety. Oh, there's back to the reading. Mm -hmm. If the state must be a holdout in order to keep vulnerable people safe, so be it. All right, let's take a momentary pause here. Hey, listen, you fucks. You can't protect yourselves, okay? This mixed martial arts is coming to bully you around and tell you how to live your life. Did someone explain to her that the crowd doesn't actually fight? These are just the athletes uh, that are invited. They get out of that cage and they come after you. Uh, it does feel like she might think this is more like the running with the bulls. Yeah. She's got a that vibe to it. It's like, wait, why would this be in any danger to the health of the public? I'm, I'm just curious. So, okay. So that's that's a hot take to start with, Kevin. Where does it go after that? It gets a little aggressive. Uh, I'm going to go. So I like this. Albany has discounted a risk that no one should wish to make a reality. Legalizing mixed martial arts fighting will cause more traumatic brain injuries among vulnerable young people. Some of these injuries will result in lifetime disabilities. So she's taking a a non-science-based CTE place here. But let me tell you, Kevin, won't somebody think of the children... Does she realize football's legal? Like if she's on she a mission to civilize in a little bit, but I love that she's taking the vulnerable young people. So <laughs> when you bring up the fact of vulnerability, especially with mixed martial arts, there's a strange thing that happens where you get to learn how to defend yourself so that maybe those children aren't as vulnerable anymore. Anyway, I digress. What would I know? Kevin, do you want to continue on? I do. So this is where she starts to get into some interesting stuff. Oh, God. This woman really doesn't like it. So here's the still. We are learning about the dangers of football. Still. Why are, why are we doing it still? I'm just curious. Never mind. No, we're not doing it still. We're all for 15 years. The information's been available. It is neither prudent nor moral to expose more athletes to an unknown degree of risk. This is especially true when professional fighters do not have the protection of an organization like the NFL Players Association. Mixed martial arts fighters are gig economy, that's in quotation, workers <laughs> with little recourse should they find themselves unable to work through injury. Assemblywoman Deborah J. Glick, who voted against the bill, said she found very painful to think of youngsters who may think this is a way to gain notoriety. All right, let's stop here. <clears throat> There's a couple claims brought up in this. Uh, first of all, Talk gig about economy. Rap. Yeah, go Again, ahead. Does she know that people are allowed to train MMA in New York and have been doing so f- since long before the other children, places? Vulnerable children, Kevin. She gets that it's happening right now, right? Like that down the street, Gary Tonin is training MMA. John Jones is kind of from the New York, New Jersey. Like, never mind. Go on. Bah. Sorry. Uh, There's an interesting thing about this where, you know, if you want to bring up the likeness of football, hockey and boxing and you want to talk about the great history of Madison Square Garden and you're not going to bring up boxing and you're going to say it's okay to have that. Okay, that's an interesting uh, stance. She left out boxing, Raph. That's weird that you would find. I just I find it interesting that you would say that because, I mean, boxing doesn't help the vulnerable children either. Or does it? I don't know. Maybe. So this is what we're trying to figure out here. We're trying to figure out this entire idea that it's neither prudent nor moral to expose more athletes to unknown degrees of risk. 
I also have one specific paragraph where she's misquoted a source. I don't think she fully understands. Sure. And uh, here's the one thing that's interesting about this, because I feel there are some fighters who would agree that, yes, there does need to be a union and that maybe the fighters need more uh, help or support. So is the article supposed to say that we need more help and support for the athletes who do choose to go here? Or is it to just to say, hey, let's pretend like this sport doesn't exist, but if they're practicing it, they on they own. No, she's right. She's just like sex. If you just ban MMA professionally, kids won't do it. Got it. Raph. Okay. That's how it works. Okay. Now now that you're explaining it to me and I hear yeah. you saying it, I hear yep. it. I understand it. There you go. And it's uh, after studying 844 matches between 2002 and 2012, they found that just under one-third of mixed martial arts – Fights resulted in match-ending head trauma. Interesting. Well, match-ending head trauma could technically be strikes or getting choked out. Or just reading this article. You can induce (laughs) head trauma by reading this article. So here's the last one, and this is my favorite. Because anytime a U.S. lawmaker goes this route, I just immediately, I, I love it. Here it is. There is one final reason Mr. Como should veto the bill. Legalizing mixed martial arts would be a stain on the state's proud, progressive heritage. New York was the first state in the union to prohibit drunken driving and to enact (laughs) seatbelt (laughs) laws. For more than a century, it has been a national leader in public health and workplace protections. Kevin, to her point, (laughs) there have been a lot of mixed martial artists who have gone after the safety of civilians. Yeah. Yeah, I can't name one in particular. Nope. I mean, granted, John Jones and you know Rampage Jackson driving a car. Sure, maybe let's legislate that oh, first. Yeah, but that's not that's not the UFC's fault. I mean, the it's hard to hard to keep John Jones from getting behind the wheel of whatever car he's going to purchase. I just like from, how is this? But like trying to equate it to drunk driving is just, well it makes sense again. Just mm. like denying it will stop kids. That'll do it. That's the funny. That is. I'm glad we did that live because just the idea that someone's like, well, if we ban it professionally, people won't do it. It's like it's happening on every street corner in New York City right now. Just as a big do me a favor. Just read the last paragraph. I need you to read that. Oh, happy to do it. Is the Empire State no longer an enlightened standard setter, but so desperate a laggard that it will allow citizens to suffer repeated concussions because it's eager for money and the jobs? The state cannot stop violence as entertainment elsewhere, but the governor can remind the rest of the country that it's not a New York value. Okay, so in the spirit of fairness... I thought I would read a couple of the comments because, Kev, there were some interesting comments in the comment section of this uh, this article. And the, the New York Times actually picked out a couple. And I don't okay. know if you, you can see over on the side. It's on the right-hand side. Uh, we had some people. This is These are my favorite people whenever they respond. This person starts off by saying, this is the first time I've ever felt compelled to post a comment here. And I love when people say that because then it really brings them to a point of, oh, for the love of God, lady. <laughs> You made me get behind my computer and start oh, typing words. Do you know how many people I've been annoyed about with, okay, I'm going to do it. Nope, I've got to say something. But it's nice that they bring up one of our points, which is most head injuries incur during training. And training is legal in New York. There are hundreds of MMA and Muay Thai gyms in New York, and anyone who has trained at these places has been hit in the head multiple times. Study has shown that re- repetitive minor head trauma is a cause of CTE more so than single concussions for anyone who has fought in an MMA fight 99% of the hits they've taken occur in sparring at the gym which is not illegal under the current law and number two fighters who would fight in New York fight anyways I briefly trained jiu-jitsu in New York in the summer of 2010 everyone who trained MMA there managed to fight they traveled to neighboring states to do so like that just doesn't this seem like any other it's political issue that you hear? New York! They're gonna fight! <laughs> I'm sorry, this is such a funny article to have even written to me. It's just, it's funny, and Kev, I don't know if you see this one. By the way, you guys hear that? Hmm. Commenters on the internet are right. So we just all need to think about how off this woman is. Are you, do you, are you at the comment section now? Do you see the No, New York I Times cannot picks? find it. I okay. do not see what you're saying. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, there was one person that said, 
their name is Byron. They say, I agree with this opinion. If you look at some of the top fighters from the past, men like Frank Shamrock, Forrest Griffin, Tito Ortiz, and others who have spoken out, they're all in permanent pain. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's talk about Frank Shamrock and Tito Ortiz. Because, you know, they got their own problems that they've been talking about with MMA. Patrick Ewing's in pain too. I'm just if we're using retired fighters and retired athletes. I just love the idea that human beings in general are bad at long term planning as part of this person's yeah, argument. I, I also like that the only people that it's like you are either if you're a professional MMA fighter, you're fighting for forty years yeah. or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not the average lifespan of a career. It's just, it's so dumb, and like, okay, Travis Miller comes in, uh, we'll read this last one, and I think we'll call it after that, or maybe not, we'll see. But it says, just because an activity is dangerous does not mean it should be banned. If that were the case, then we would not be able to drive vehicles. Yeah. First of all, uh... these fighters are willingly competing in competition, just like anyone who drives. They are accepting there is potential risk, but the reward outweighs the risk. So yes, they may incur brain damage. But they may also make millions of dollars reach stardom, and for them, it is worth it. Secondly, fighters both are trained in their fields of combat, and when they compete, they are professionally trained. It'd be a different story if the matches were set up between top-tier fighters and a one-year beginning. That'd be kind of disastrous. So anyway, uh, they then critique the, who are these vulnerable people? Uh, last time I checked, the fight was held with an octagonal caged ring. <laughs> MMA fighters are not a militaristic group of people who run the streets beating up the innocent bystanders. <laughs> I did, just as a heads up, lady. <laughs> so, like, you need a superhero. You need to get the Punisher to come through to rid the I streets. Do want, I do badly want the follow-up to be, this person explains to me what they think happens during an <laughs> MMA fight. Like, that's all I want next is to watch UFC 200 with her. She's like, what do you think is going to happen next? It's like, well, he's going to pull out a sword and kill that guy. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? So the guy, he lost, so he has to, like, he's going to face, like, execution by beheading him. Right? Yeah, they're about to tie him upside down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Use him like a human pinata. Anyway, guys, so that's a fun New York Times article. If you so feel inclined and you're, like, one of the people, uh, basically, like, our good friend all the way up at the top, James Katz, and you feel so compelled to uh, share your opinions, we encourage you to do so because the problem with print like this is that when people read it, they may believe it to be true. So share your opinions, especially if you're training, and uh, maybe highlight the benefits of what the sport does and especially uh, the highlight, the ideas and the concepts that when you do train jujitsu, when you do train self-defense, those are tenants of learning mixed martial arts that are maybe not going to render you vulnerable young children. Maybe. Maybe. Well, speaking of vulnerable young people, that Mackenzie Dern needs to watch out. (laughs) Uh, Wins at fight. Mackenzie Dern, 15 seconds. Just, uh, mm. I love well, watching it. She's, she's great. A, she's just, she's a killer. Like, yeah. She just will find whatever limb is hanging out. Uh, excuse me, Nicole, not a killer, literally. That's just a metaphor, yeah, yeah, but sorry. she's a badass. So I just, you know, I want to be, I don't want to paint the picture that after Mackenzie Dern submits her opponent, then she goes and finds the nearest person. And she's like, you're next. Nicole then writes another editorial opinion on us. It's like, these boys at Verbal Tap prove my point. <laughs> Hear them explain what happens at a typical grappling contest. Um, Mackenzie Dern might be having, like, I feel like her and Gary are on this trajectory to be in their own league soon. Would you say a league of their own, Kevin? I would say league of their own. And I think they'd both be really excited about that metaphor. I mean, Gary would obviously be Dottie if we're just... (laughs) (laughs) Or is he Kit? I don't know. You guys, yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Or the catcher, Kevin. Good job. Uh, if you guys have any inclination as to who would play who, please text us or if tweet us. If you're one of those people that's seen A League of <laughs> Their Own frequently about who the characters would be. And don't worry. I mean, I'm pretty sure Gordon Ryan's Rosie O'Donnell. It's all. Tom Glass is killing it as uh, the coach. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Tom Hanks, Jimmy Dugan. Um, Jimmy Dugan, yeah. So I have to say this to you guys, which is uh, the hardest part about watching Mackenzie win in 15 seconds is. As much as I like watching her do well and 
Not only that, but this is, I think, been reported as one of the first female grappling matches to headline an event. So kudos to Fight to Win for doing that. If you're not the first, that's fine. But the fact that you would actually go out there and do that when some organizations, <laughs> Metamorphs, would struggle to even find a, a match to put on is an incredible testament to you guys. So I'm glad that's it. And that it produces the fast matches that you want to see because people want finishes. That's all they care about. I will say the one detriment of watching her win in 15 seconds is it does make the argument of losing her to MMA all the more real. Yeah, I've thought about that. I, I actually keep thinking about that in terms of, you know, some of our favorite MMA people and BJJ people occasionally, you know, we like to keep them a little compartmentalized <laughs> just out of selfish reasons, mostly me. Mm-hmm. But when Mackenzie, you know, goes over and starts dominating, same with Gary, the nice part about that, I feel like, is there. there's that whole comeback stage where it's like, you know, MMA is pretty tough on your body. You know what's not as tough on your body, Mackenzie and Gary. A uh, little no-gi tournament coming up this weekend. So I think we have a good, we have a good second tier plus... You know, kind of like with the Lovato Raider move, it's so fun to watch grapplers take that, make that transition. It'd be fun to see someone like Mackenzie Dern do it, just see the the type of difference. Because, cool, can you imagine what a pain in the ass that would be? She was uh, across the cage from you. I mean, yeah, I, I imagine it if I'm rolling. Watch with your her. foot. Yeah. <laughs> watch your foot. Somebody had mentioned to me, I think uh, just in passing, they said, Raph, is the, is the secret out on Mackenzie going for a foot, like always going for the toehold? And I was like, yeah, but try and stop it. Yeah, it was like a secret. It's out. I don't care if that secret's out, if it's been written, photocopied, handed to everybody in a manual. She's still going to aggressively pursue a finish. And if that just happens to avail itself, then, well, shit. But... It doesn't mean that you necessarily have an answer for it. And I think that's what makes it fascinating. So, yes, I'm a little sad that we could see them in MMA. We do wish them the best there. And I feel they'll represent our sport well. We always look for the jiu-jitsu people to do well. Um, But still, it does kind of sting when I see it happen so quickly. Just because I go, oh, man, yeah, I guess you got to go do it. I guess so. Data... Uh, we just dada. want to break it down to 50. Dada dada 50. 50, dada, yeah. Dada 5 and some change. Mm-hmm. Died in the ring. <laughs> so <laughs> he says. I if, And why would we question his integrity mm-hmm. in terms of his preparation or his execution in the cage? How many heart attacks? What's he claiming? I think he claimed that he had two heart attacks in Those? the ring. Sure. Can you have multiple? Can you have like one and then a second one? Never had one, so don't know. But uh, if we're listening to the doctors who perform miracles, uh, sure. I, I just somebody put on our Facebook page in response to that story. <laughs> Mark Phillip, one of my good friends, put. I mean, we all could have told him that. In response to Dada 5000, claims he died during the fight against Kimbo Slice at Bellator 149. Uh, Stafford Davis, and I haven't liked this, but I'm about to right now. So Stafford, if you see me like it, you'll know that this was the second I did it. He says, does this make him the Jesus of MMA? Well, (laughs) we'll have to find out, my friend. But yes, uh, apparently uh, Dada5000 went to the Instagram to basically tell his side of the tale. So granted, we were all glad that he made it out alive. Uh, he said, uh, yes, I trained very hard for this fight, and I was in fighting shape. He said before he deleted the post, which tells you, ugh, uh, yes, I did have kidney failure during the fight. I also had two heart attacks, which I did code, a.k.a. died <laughs> during the fight, he added. So, there's that. Uh, but to those who knew me, they knew something wasn't right by the look in my eyes when I stepped into that ring. Uh, in? To that ring? Mm-hmm. But stay okay. tuned for the rest of that shocking story coming up uh, this Wednesday on ESPN. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Okay. <laughs> Data 50, hang out, hang in there. Here's what I'll tell you, though. He says, uh, thank you for your prayers and support, and I will make a full recovery and be back 
bigger, capitalized, faster, and stronger lowercase than ever before. That much you can count on, capitalized yeah. count. Because of the hospital-induced diet due to the cardiac arrest. That's an interesting statement to say that I'll be back bigger, faster, and stronger because I feel if he just makes it through a round, he would already prove he's right. Or Yeah, dad <laughs> – He's definitely going to be doing steroids this time. If well, I mean, it's that's all the rage right between the lines. It's all the rage, sir. Yeah. Now that he knows that's how Kimbo was, uh, exactly. you know, showing that cardio exhibition he put on against. I him. just really hope that he just yells at the TV and is like, "Man, I knew Kimbo was on steroids. His steroids were so strong. They gave me two heart attacks and liver failure." I, I thought he'd go the other way and be really jealous. Like, oh, I got to get a new steroid guy. Like, oh, I man. Killed me. My nutritionist is the worst. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't give me all the steroids, too. I think he just gave me cocaine. I'm fucking convinced. <laughs> this cocaine was worthless. I told him I needed the good stuff, not the stuff that makes you have the heart attack. I like that. First of all, no one ever better let him fight again. Second, did they hit him with one of those adrenaline shots? Because they are obligated to show that to us i hope so i hope that is something that is uh, uh, revealed in all the information uh yeah i just think for his own health i don't need to see that guy ever fight again um unfortunately that's not the way this world works so or bellator let's just be very clear that's not the way bellator that's who we're talking about when we said this world we meant bellator will find a way i'm fairly certain bellator is already figuring out a way that's like how many kidneys do you need to live Nicole might be right about Bellator. She might. Uh, it's crazy. She is about the <laughs> Nicole, rest of whatever us. you do, don't Google Bellator. Just it's better. Nicole, please tell me you've never heard of it. I'm positive you <laughs> haven't, but please do not watch any of the Bellator main card. And if She's going to turn it so. on and see Tito and have a. She's like, <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he stopped fighting years ago. According to my comment section, he's in pain. That fucker. Anyway, uh, well, thanks, Nicole. We're, we're glad you're sticking around this long in the podcast anyway. so Sad news in the Tony Ferguson camp. We're not going to get to see him fight Khabib. Now Khabib's fighting an unpictured guy. That's not great. Daryl the Saint Horcher. Wishing a speedy recovery to the Fergs. Yeah, that's a bummer. We were all excited to see that fight. I instantly got bummed because... It just holds the momentum that Tony Ferguson has. Now, again, momentum is a weird thing to have Uh, in in mixed martial arts. It doesn't mean that he's not going to come back and not be as dominant, but it's just I want it now. Yeah, same here. So that's a giant bummer. And he was on such a streak. You were talking about this, though, earlier, though. You were saying how you're mad that people kept getting injured or that people have been getting injured. And this is something I've noticed. Mad's kind of the word, right? Like I, it's, it's mad disappointed, not at them, just at the circumstance. Cause it seems like every one out of every three fights, the big ones kind of get canceled now. Can I make a suggestion here? More yoga, like a hot well, yoga. Yeah. A lot of hot yoga. Bikram actually. What's the difference between Bikram and hot yoga? No difference except Bikram was a pretentious kind of owner mm-hmm. and created this whole like 26 movement thing that takes for fucking ever. And hot yoga is just normal yoga with the temperature up. Uh, whatever people would say they're doing hot yoga, I was always like. Bikram's a form of hot yoga. The temperature's up during Bikram. But when they say hot yoga, I was like, but how hot are we talking? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, I understand. I'll show myself Did it a few out. times. Okay. Sucked. <laughs> Here's my suggestion. My Sucked. suggestion is very simple, which is do we have like an alternate team that isn't allowed to fight at a certain point and you just put them on retainer? Oh, that's a good idea. Like the division. Yeah. You just say like, all right, you made it. Or you're just like, hey, number six, you know what happens <laughs> when you make it. You're you just are fighting. outside the top, you know, the top five. You're just outside there. So yeah. we all know that as part of UFC tradition – uh, the sixth rank has to sit out until we make sure these fights go on. Yeah, I think that's good. Also, they do that with the State of the Union. They always make uh, secretary members hang back. Uh-huh. That's a great idea. It's like, I'm sorry, Anthony Rumble Johnson. You can't get elective dental surgery during June through October. You know why. You signed the paperwork. 
Stay in shape. I will slap your goddamn face if you get dental work. How dare I you? I swear. Can you, how pissed would you be, Raph? I'm just having that moment where I call you and I'm like, hey, ESPN called. We got to be ready to do five minutes on why this dumbass fight between Texera and Rashad counts. And you're like, oh, I just got, I just got a root canal. <laughs> it's like, you're fired. You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> Raph. You get that gauze out of your goddamn mouth and you get on this show. Hop a painkiller. We're making it happen. I'm so glad they don't test for performance enhancers on podcasts, Kevin. Ooh, me too. <laughs> yeah. One of so, us would test through the roof. I wouldn't that, say who. That seed in dodgeball and they're like, God damn you, Bernice. That's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's been a bummer that we've seen so many uh, main events, especially in the past, what, three UFCs, four UFCs? I feel like it's been a never-ending injury parade. That's something on the card that you're excited about by law of gravity or Murphy's Law just ends up going away. So it almost makes you want to not enjoy a fight if they announce it and you go, I don't care about that fight. You can't make me. So that you don't put that bad mojo. Because I feel anytime it like the UFC gods pick the idea of, oh, the fans are excited about this one, eh? Yeah. Goodbye, Dos Anjos. Oh, Kevin's declared it's happening. Mm. All right. Time <laughs> to kick in there. Um, obviously, yoga. Yep. I think we Yoga's said. the way to go. Was... Go real... You know what? Uh, you should take the workouts as prescribed uh, by Nicole. Yeah, where here. is she? Where Geese or whatever? Yeah. Galinas. Watch your head. Mm, Nicole Galinas. Your opinion of sports must be the most boring. She's a lot of fun to watch the NFL with, too. She won her fantasy league last year. Zagreb, Croatia. There was a fight there today. Yeah. Everybody, that's that's not the start of a joke. There really was. Let's also say this is the first time that will ever trend. Zagreb, Croatia? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Croatia knows how to bring the fight noise. I cannot believe there was a decision. I also can't believe Ben Rothwell and Junior Dos Santos are able to fight five rounds at that size. I watched it, and it was one of those fights where at the end, even in the third round, you're just like, well, wait, when's somebody going to get knocked out? Nobody did, Raph. Can you believe that? Dos Santos is, you know. I, I would mean, have bet money. We're somebody who, we're, we're people that were rooting for a return to form for him, and it was good. It was nice to see him. He looked quick and great jab work. Yeah, I mean, he likes to say he's the better boxer. He's almost, I think in his post-presser, he was essentially saying, um, yeah, jiu-jitsu, I don't really do any of that. Which is, I guess, a nice statement if you're not into jiu-jitsu. Um, also kind of a bad opening if, say, uh, Cain Velasquez wants to like wrestle you against the cage and then throw vicious elbows in between. But hey, different sports, totally fine. I'd study some of those because not everybody's Rothwell. Right, and Rothwell... Uh, was game for it and he tried and I thought the fight was okay. It was a nice I agree. exhibition for uh, Dos Santos and, uh, and like I said we root for him to come back and it was nice to see him uh, look very solid again. Is he in the shape to be a contender in that division? Question mark. He looks ripped. Okay. So maybe. Definitely. But, uh, this is a shape that it's a different shape in that division. So and I would like to say that most people will credit his boxing as being uh, one of the more definitive, I guess, uh, kind of strategies and advantages he had over Ben Rothwell. But I'll also bring up the fact that his Sparta kick. That was awesome. Is uh, quite impressive. So yeah, don't Sparta overlook that, you guys. Brings the noise. If you haven't seen, just... Uh, Junior Dos Santos kicks Rothwell in the chest. He'll get you there. Derek Lewis did the big boy knockout. TKO'd the shit out of Gabriel Gonzaga. <laughs> Wife just a shot. They were already like, on the ground because Derek Lewis was unleashing the beast. <laughs> How did they get him signed up for another fight that quickly? This is a great question. I don't know. If you're not following Verbal Tap on Facebook. Stop the podcast. Go to Facebook, unless you're driving. In which case, drive to where you're driving. 
stop the podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe. Go to iTunes. Give a little five star because Raph has already shared that Roy Big Country Nelson is fighting Derek the Beast Lewis in what is sure to be a fantastic grappling match in July. Those two, someone's getting knocked out. Yeah. Someone's getting KO'd. And it's probably not going to be Roy Nelson, though it could be, which is what's great about the fight game. I don't want to fight Derek Lewis. No. Zero desire. No. And I I enjoy this fight. I think it will build itself up nicely. I think it's a great challenge for Roy Nelson. Uh I there, I don't really have any bad words to say about this one. I'm I'm all for it, and that we knockout just, we love Roy Nelson of Gonzaga was so vicious yeah. that I'm pretty sure even as he knocked him out, it's one of those kind of like situations where he punches him so hard he just kind of turns off like you would hit a light switch and turned off a human being. But Good when night. Gonzaga was out, it just was you felt bad for him. For a split second of, oh, man, that would suck to get knocked out like that. But can we all agree that knockout was awesome? <laughs> so I think he definitely put Croatia on the map. I love that phrase. I love yeah. saying, you know, Someone Kevin, you finally... put Kansas on the map. Was it already on the map? <laughs> but you put it there. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Again. Uh, Francis Nagano wins via KO. Uh, some some good big guy fights on this card and a great ladies fight Marina Moros versus Christina Stanchui. Um, watch that fight. There was some very good grappling and some transitions. Raph, I messaged you today to tell you about this fight. Mm. Ian Entwistle mm-hmm. versus Alejandro Perez. Now, Alejandro Perez wins this fight. I guess he won it via submission. I don't think that's correct. I think they have the wrong thing on the... No, they definitely have the wrong thing. So this is the perfect match if you've ever thought, wait, can't someone just footlock their way to a title in the UFC? Watch this match. Ian is putting on some pretty good footlocks and some heel hooks that look very close. And Alejandro reacts in kind and starts punching him in the face. Ian takes some of them and nearly breaks Alejandro's leg, uh, but gets knocked out in the process and gets uh, ended via strikes. Unbelievable fight. Go watch it. You know, and I like that Kevin told me this before I went to go to an open mat today because then I just felt like doubling down on footlocks on people. There you go. Uh, Granted, was not remotely getting punched as it was happening. And there's some of these, like, it's a full-on what would happen if you were sitting across from someone. They were like, I'm going to punch him. I'm just going to punch him in the face while he tries to break my foot and does. Like, it is. It's unbelievable. It was just like, there it is. There's the textbook for that. Why you should be careful. Mm. For And I'm one of the worst offenders. Like, do they not know how to put heel hooks on? (laughs) I didn't feel that way today. It's like, oh, God, you got punched in the face with a heel hook. (laughs) Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. famous boxer, infamous lately homophobe, though. Come on, guys. He's a, he's a boxer. Let's. Uh... Oh, he's also a politician. Okay, I'll say homophobe. Retired after winning in stunning decision form. Mm-hmm. Which in boxing is super exciting. Oh, is it? They, yeah, they, apparently right. you just like, you, yeah. you take somebody a decision. Not that it doesn't happen in the UFC or you know mixed martial arts, but in boxing they're just like good. He destroyed him in twelve okay. rounds, which it would be a shame we did not have more rounds to find out how this would have gone. Submission only boxing. Submission only boxing that? is the way to go. I've been saying that for years. You, you, to your credit, you have been. I just like what they do with the smokers. I just, uh, you know, Manny Pacquiao is one of the best boxers of all time. It's one of those things where you get bummed to uh, see uh, people, you know, go out and not really be excited about the fight because I didn't really care. I didn't even watch it. Uh, I had uh, news put up and uh, I just said, let me just find the highlight reel of it. And I watched the highlight reel. And it's definitely Manny is is going to be remembered as one of the best boxers if he so does retire, because that's the big question. In boxing, retirement is, um, it's kind of like a 
it's like a fun box you can check and uncheck sometimes. So I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. They decided uh, Pacquiao and uh, Tim Bradley said that they would go get lunch today or breakfast. Uh, I think they were planning to go to the Mirage or something like that. And uh, that's nice. uh, But I believe the expression of the entire fight was expressed by our good friend Jennifer Blum, who said, does anybody care about boxing? (laughs) And I feel the answer should be yes. I feel we should try to to get behind, you know, the sport that is uh, fun. It's just it'd be nice if we saw some matchups that we could care about. And the politics of it would be, you know, a little less super shady. That'd just be nice. Uh, speaking of, but hey, Kev, just remember: is um, is boxing legal in New York? Absolutely, Madison oh, Square so Garden. Weird. That's where it's invented, and every study ever will tell you that boxing is the worst thing you can do for I your just, brain. Over I feel time. so bad for the vulnerable children. If boxing is legal, I just what are they going to do? Oh no, yeah, boxing is still legal, Raph, and you can do it as a child. That's weird. So, and you can train it too. Absolutely. All the time. As much as you want. Wow. There's no laws. There's no rules. Mm. You can't get paid for it. There are laws against that <laughs> because of the progressive government of New York. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> my favorite. We year. are progressive. We do not legalize things the rest of the country wants. I just hope that somewhere Wait, out there in New York, there's like a quiet subsection where there's like giant super big gulps and fights that happen. Yeah. Just all the soda you can drink and the MMA you can watch. It's just like, oh, yeah, this thing's going to give me all the diabetes. Mm, more. There's a little Metamorris update that we yes, feel that's necessary to get to. Well, there's a very serious chance Metamorris has not signed Buchecha. What? <laughs> so serious. In fact, there are some rumblings that Buchecha might even be suing metamorris because they used his name to promote the fight and all of that without him even agreeing because it sounds like rap he wanted to get paid beforehand the nerve (sighs) that guy so these are reports that we can't substantiate but the funny part about metamorris is they tend to just substantiate their own rumors by being true look for a meme shortly from (laughs) that explains what's going on well, make sure that uh, it's very positive. Otherwise, you might be a coward. Uh, that might be an important part. Is well, uh, you might no be weird. somebody because the weird part about social media is it allows you to say the truth. Sometimes there's a lot of bullshit that gets brought up in there. So I'll say this: I would hope that's not the case. I hope that is a rumor. I hope that they find a way to make it happen. I hope they make the money from their jujitsu bake sale. To fucking pay their athletes so that we can call it a day on that and then go to the next crisis that they're going to go through. I just find it interesting, and I think there is some evidence toward this because it had been reported that Buchecha had not actually signed on to the event. And uh, do we know that's true? No, I don't know. But one thing is interesting that we rarely do, know, do we hear, like with the Nate Diaz and the Connor, those types of fights, rarely do people come out and say, hey, I haven't signed a contract if they have, in fact, signed one or want to. Yes. Like those rumors don't happen usually unless there's a little something to it. But there is something interesting when you have Tim Spriggs, who is involved in the match against Tolik, uh, who said, I ain't signed shit. And that's an interesting statement because then it does kind of give some credibility or at least raise some questions toward is this event going to happen a lot of people tend to say that phrasing when they refer to metamorris i do believe it will happen i don't know how i I believe in some form they're going to try and do their best to make it all go through but it goes back to an underlying point which is this organization needs to get a hold of itself it needs to do something i don't know exactly what it is anymore because i think it just changes on a daily basis but uh man it would be a giant bummer if that is actually the case. And it'd be really silly because why would you put on an event if you haven't been able to pay your past fighters and then expect the current fighters to be okay with the possibility of not getting paid? It, it just seems to be a never-ending cycle of, what? 
I can't wait to make the TV movie of the week about Metamorphs, though. Me either. And I really want to play somebody in it. I can't promise you a role. Uh, but I can tell you that it's going to be filled with some of the best actors of yesteryear. It does it. I don't have to be in a prominent role, even if I'm just like a metamorous behind the scenes guy in one of the action shots. We're going to get uh, 90210's Ian Zerling to play Hollick. Oh, that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. I thought so, yeah. too. Uh, we're going to get a whole bunch of people to come through. That's all of the C-level celebrities. They're just going to come through. Vince Vaughn's playing Hodger to add a little comedic <laughs> relief. It's the most fast-talking Hodger version you've ever seen in your entire life. You've never seen a Hodger until you've seen this. That's just like, hey, 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 hey. hey I don't know what I'm going to do. Look at I me might, when I talk to you, okay? I might do an arm bar. I don't know. The, the night is young. I've only had one beer in me. I'm just getting field up. You know, maybe I'll start with a little, a little guard whoa, pass. Whoa, whoa, we don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa. Why are you taking my belt, okay? That belt, you know that's a gift, belt. okay? Don't touch that belt. Come on, guys. Oh, man. I could use more. They should get Vince Vaughn involved. And then they should do the really creepy Vince Vaughn laugh. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) look it up. It's very funny. That's going to do it for us. Did I hear a verbal tap? It's time for some shout outs. Raph, would you like to lead the way this week? Yeah, I'll start us off tonight. Let's go ahead and shout out 805 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out in Simi Valley. 805. So the good folks at 805 had a nice night of cross training with us at Valley Martial Arts Center. Beam. And uh, you know we all came together. They put on some uh, really cool, uh, like practice match competition rounds, which was really fun. So they're a new school. They have a lot of young talent. They're, I think, like three months old. But uh, some of their white belts, man, I had one white belt literally just hit me like a semi truck. And uh, I looked at him and I was like, whoa, dude, you hit really hard. He's like, oh, yeah, I've kind of played um, some football, you know, like kind of semi-professional football. And I was like, oh, cool, because you hit like it. Uh, so it was nice to actually spend uh, that time with, with those folks going over trading notes, trading techniques, a lot of really, really cool experiences. And I look forward to seeing them again. I think we're going to hopefully do another cross training section, either at our gym at Valley Martial Arts Center in North Hollywood or over at their gym in Simi Valley. But they are part of the Jean Jacques affiliate, uh, whole branch of family. And it was so good to be there. And I have to say, I have to shout out, uh, John Bud for giving me the ride and we had a great time talking and shooting the shit but i also have to shout out marcelo uh our black belt because marcelo Depoli, uh, he and i were sitting together uh during the actual dinner portion we actually went to go take out our good friend octavio villanova so octavio it was his birthday so we went to go take him out And uh, we were all having drinks. But Marcelo's there telling me the funniest stories about growing up in Brazil. And I just sat there just cry laughing because it was so funny to hear what life was like for him in certain ways without jiu-jitsu. And all the nonsense that you know about Brazil being a million percent true even back then. So really fun to hear his great stories and i i just had a great time with the two of them so uh, i want to say thanks to those two especially a very happy birthday to octavio villanueva he's a good friend of the podcast and he's always game for letting us beat him up and people love it every time we put up one of the videos of him getting beat up (laughs) people really enjoy those they share them and then he looks at it and i go hey man you know that this got shared like a whole bunch of times and he's like oh yeah fool that's great Anytime you need to beat me up, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, I know. If I want to beat you up, I'll just roll with you. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is he's a great training partner, good people. And uh, Kev, I think you'll enjoy this. Our good friend Chase uh, Shafter from uh, Vegas, he saw the video of Octavio getting beat up, looks over and goes, hey, I had a match against that guy at the Jiu-Jitsu World League. He's awesome. (laughs) So that just goes to show you how small of a world the competition scene is. That is funny. So I also want to shout out them. I want to shout out our good friends at breakdown Academy. Great training going on over there. John Evans is just, he spent the night after cleaning up the mats, playing with this flashlight and making it into a strobe light at some point to prove how powerful his flashlight was. And I just said, John, you're the weirdest jujitsu practitioner. I know. 
And I mean that. He's pretty weird. But a great instructor. So go out there and uh, get some training out with John as well. And I also want to shout out our good friends, uh, Brandon Wood. I got to spend time with him. I actually went Uh. back to our, uh, you know, Kevin and I, we started off doing speech and debate. So I went back to my roots. I actually did the two-year competitive level. And uh, I got to see a whole bunch of my friends there, just people who I grew up competing with against coaches who were awesome uh but part of my senior class when i was at illinois state university was a man by the name of brandon wood who is just one of the smartest nicest uh genuine human beings there is in this world and uh he was telling me kev he was like man your bjj stuff is just killing it right now everything you do and he's not even a jiu-jitsu guy but he said to extend uh, a very nice compliment to both yourself and myself for the work that we do. Brandon cracks me up. Back in the pirating days when they had first started, and the, <laughs> we were talking about it. He was like, oh, if I ever get put away, I'm getting put away for life. And that was <laughs> he's like, I have done a life. It just had this earnest look on his face uh, that cracked Jesse Ola uh, about five years. Yeah. Uh, like, we never forgot that. It was a really funny. It's good. <laughs> I'm very close to joining a new gym, Ref. Yeah? Like, for sure, on a training regiment, getting back to things. I know. That's awesome. Trying some things out, figuring out logistics, trying to get uh, any sort of groove back, but having a blast training over at Jibera Jiu-Jitsu. That's awesome, blast man. With those guys. Killers. I have got to. Oh, my gosh. Think about going on a steroid regimen myself. Just mm. get caught up, recovered, see what. It, use the Kimbo ones. Use the Kimbo ones. <laughs> don't use the data five thousand steroids. Don't Those use have the gone bad ones. The Ken Shamrock ones are really not helpful. Oh, got to avoid those. I need the Lance Armstrong team. I need the whole crew. I got to get some good people in. Uh, and that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for us this week at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. And if you're one of those people that has a steroid dealer and knows anybody good, <laughs> did you get a steroid card? Is there? A, leave a review on iTunes, five stars, and the name of a good steroid guy or girl. It's 2016. It's 2016.